Hello and welcome to Go For It On Fourth. I'm your host, Chris Scott, joined today by Stuart Tomlin. Good evening, good evening. And Cal Balfour. Hey, what's up? Okay, welcome to the show. I have a cold. I feel terrible. You guys talk. <laughs> well, it was uh, it was an interesting week, wasn't it? Uh, Chris went to London and uh, and came back. the The Colts did bets, which made me very happy. And the Giants also played. Yeah, I, I did come back. It took forever because everything that could go wrong that day did go wrong. I've already told you guys off air. But my horrible Monday. Um, All right, go uh, on, <laughs> Where's my lasagna? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and in other news, uh, Aaron Rodgers is now a shareholder of the Bears. So yeah, I saw yeah. you announced that to the team as he was walking off. Yeah, and the fans, you know, who took it in their usual good grace. I mean, he's right. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Chicago, but well, yeah. What do you want us to say? The guy that he does own you, and has done, and will continue to live in your head rent free. <laughs> like even though yeah. he was getting tackled, he still thought to himself, like. Champion belt. He did the cha- he did the champion belt yeah. while, even while he was going to the ground. I was like, ah, this guy knew. This guy knew. Guy uh, was waiting for it. You mean you mean the discount double check? <laughs> yeah. Old school advert reference. Um. Yeah. No, you've got the cold, but uh, no, you, the, this is this is your week because uh, your t- your team was there, so you you need to speak. You need to, you need to man the helm as usual, more so than more so than usual. What me? Yes, you. Ah. Uh, yep. Sorry, uh, them's the breaks because uh, the Giants didn't do anything uh, spectacularly bad this season. We're just battered, and we got even more battered by a a playoff contender. So I'm like, okay. Do you guys remember when you'd have a cold or a fever and were ill? contagiously ill and your workplace would just make you come in anyway <laughs> it's madness looking back uh, no because until recently I was still getting used to just socialising properly again uh, the last the biggest illness that I'd ever had for the last couple of years was a, a small bout of food poisoning <laughs> well you know what we Let's let's get on with it. Let's talk about the London game. Yay. If you're not excited about it, guess how I feel. <laughs> exactly. So we'll start this week with the Miami Dolphins, who played in the second of the two London games against the Jacksonville Jaguars, where they were beaten 23-20 to on a last-minute field goal by a Jags team that hadn't won in 20 straight games. Um, as you know, all probably listening know I am a Dolphin fan, and I was at that game, and I, I did have a great time. I'm not going to lie. I, You know what? If you only see your team every 15 or so years, you can't let the result 
determine how good a time you have. You know what I mean? So yeah. I I went and had a great game, great game for the neutrals to watch. I thought Tua played really well. A couple of missed throws, but he was coming back from three weeks off, still suffering from broken ribs without three of his four best receivers. Um, I I don't know what more you could have asked for him. Uh, but the Dolphins are a mess, which is what we're going to be talking about. Dolphins' offensive line is horrendous. Cannot pass block, cannot run block. The defense has regressed considerably from being one of the best defenses in the league last year to not being able to stop anything. Uh, there is no running game, so I there's just not a running game. The coaching has dramatically gone backwards. Um, and in fact, coaching was what cost them the game this week. Uh, decision to go for it on fourth and one. Um, when we have to call running play as well, when the team hasn't been able to move the ball on the ground all game, bizarre, bizarre choice to do it from shotgun as well and give the Jaguars a short field with the score at 2020 to take a timeout before a fourth and long, which gave um. Urban Meyer enough time to realize he could still get the first down and the timeout, uh, which ended up happening, and they were able to kick, kick the game-winning field goal. Uh, disaster from Brian Flores and the rest of the coaching staff this week. And it's been the case all season. Every decision the Dolphins have made this year has turned out to be the wrong one. They've got rid of veteran talent that we clearly need because there's no veteran leadership on this team. Uh, the only thing I will say, Jalen Waddle, uh, Jalen Phillips, and Javon Holland were all great draft picks. That's the one things, the the three things they've got right this off season. The offensive line doesn't have any veterans on it, and as a result, we're trying to develop five young, untested players all at the same time, and that's not going well. Uh, the defense lost its veteran leadership and looks like a shell of itself. We. It's just a disaster from start to finish with this team at the moment. And now the Deshaun Watson trade rumors are rearing their ugly head again, although uh, Dolphins have been quick to shut that down through their beat writer from ESPN, Marcel uh, Louis Jacquez, tweeting out that the rumors are false, according to a source close to the situation. Honestly, if... Forget the allegations get to Sean Watson. I have questions if the Dolphins are still his first team, his first choice for a team, based on how this season's going. Because it's it's a complete mess. Uh, has Brian Flores lost the locker room? Possibly. Uh, I would say that if he has, it's because they've been completely unwilling to completely shut down the Deshaun Watson talk. Uh You've got to think that a guy who whose main quality as a coach was that players bought in and trusted him and found him genuine, that is going to be taken away when you're saying you're supporting the quarterback and every other week there's a rumor about you going for a different quarterback. Mm-hmm. We've, uh, I... The players that we've let go, the likes of Cal Van Noy, Ted Karras, um, uh, Bobby McCain, these guys were 
leaders on the team. And in the case of Van Noy and Karras, who were in New England with Brian Flores, the guys that Brian Flores will have brought in. A lot of people blame Chris Greer as if he's the only one making decisions. But given the amount of players that are from the Patriots, Brian Flores has to have a say in this. And Chris Greer will not have got rid of guys like Van Noy, Flowers, Karras, without uh, Brian Flores's input. Because the general manager is not going to want to give up the cap space to a dead cap hit. It's got to be the coach saying we don't need them anymore. And we do need them. Exactly. We do. And even in the case of Kyle Van Noy, like the reason that you brought those players in was because Flores was familiar with them, that it would be mm-hmm. an ideal fit and it would be a good start to get the ball rolling with this new coaching staff. Yeah. We need it. We He needs... We need an offensive-minded coach who isn't a first-year coordinator or at least a, a established coordinator rather than... I, I like George Godsey and I like Eric Studsville, but it's not working with the co-offensive coordinator thing. Um, the I, I don't know who's calling the plays, but they're doing a terrible job of it. I know it was Charlie Fry at one point, the quarterback's coach, Um I don't know if that's still the case because the offense did look a bit better these last couple of weeks. That million miles better with Tua in the center instead of Brissett. Tua is not the problem. Bringing in Deshaun Watson fixes literally nothing. And anybody who says Deshaun Watson, oh, he's an elite quarterback, he can he can elevate you to wins. He was four and twelve last year with a team that is better than the one that the Dolphins are putting out right now. I don't know that. I'd... I agree with that entirely that they're better than the one the Dolphins they have a running game. Did they have a running game? Not really, to be honest with you. Not they really had a better good. running game than the Dolphins have right now. Trust me, yeah. I watch it every week. Yeah, they had uh, they had David Johnson, an aging David Johnson, an often yeah. injured David Johnson. And I Duke Johnson. Watch- Don't forget Duke Johnson. And Duke Johnson. Johnson, I actually, I actually uh, heard a story from someone who tried to draft David Johnson and ended up drafting Duke Johnson. But that's by the by in in fantasy. But yeah, to to get back to what I was saying there, I watched that Texans team this past week. That mm-hmm. is definitely far and away not a better team than the Dolphins is right now. It wasn't a better team than the Dolphins are right now. Last year, they were absolutely dreadful. That was with J.J. Uh, Watt, and now they don't have J.J. Watt. So, but I, I'm not going to stand here or sit here, as it were, and say, yes, the Dolphins should bring in Deshaun Watson, because I think Deshaun Watson should. is an absolute binfire, both as mm. uh, both as an NFL talent right now. He's, he's a, We know he's a good quarterback, but he's an absolutely awful human being and he's got an absolute range of off-the-field problems as well. So no one should be touching Deshaun Watson with a barge pole right now. That no, of course said, not. That being said, go, going back to the Dolphins, uh, I will firstly, the point I was originally going to make before I brought up the Texans thing was uh, I initially sympath- sympathise with you because I have been to London and seen my team beaten by the Jaguars a few years ago. Uh, but I do agree that basically you make the most of the experience of seeing your team 
and then you enjoy everything around it as well. Yeah. The, result, and it, the result does matter, of course, because you want to see them win, but at the same time, it's not the yeah. biggest thing. You can't let it ruin your weekend. Exactly. It, you're not going to get to see them again for a very long time. Um, and it is a, it was it was a great experience. Uh, the stadium is fantastic. If you've not if you're in the UK and you've not been to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, if you ever get the chance, you should. It is unreal. I um, I would second that. I was at Buccaneers Panthers in 2019 for that stadium, and it is I actually I prefer it to Wembley for the NFL. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's built for the NFL. Exactly. They've got a separate pitch and everything. Um, oh, we had uh, there was they set up like a, a wee food village thing uh, with street food. We had these amazing tacos. It's fantastic. Um, fantastic seats as well. I'm sure there's not a bad seat in that entire place. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Like uh, there is a phenomenal, phenomenal stadium. Yeah. So going back to the Dolphins. Uh, and with everything that's going on uh, in that locker room, I don't think Flores has lost the locker room per se yet. I think you've had a lot of issues. Obviously, Tua being out for a few uh, a few weeks did not help matters. Brissett, mm-hmm. I have my own issues with Brissett, as you know, because of uh, him being the starter for the Colts for a couple of years and us not particularly achieving good results with him. No. So... I feel like if you're having to rely on Jacoby Brissett, your season's in trouble. Yeah. But... I, I will say it is, there is something definitely different with Flo and the team from this year, from last year to this year. He doesn't seem like the same coach. There's not that same energy and passion anywhere. Not from him, not from the players around him. I, I don't know what it is, but it just feels like a drag. That's a concern. That yes, is a definite yes it is. concern. Yeah. Uh, and how how do you fix it? That's the question. I, as a Dolphins fan, how would you fix this? Well, it's not by trading for a man with twenty four accusations of sexual assault. That's for sure. Absolutely um, not. But beyond think, beyond Watson and that, I think to be honest, I think the biggest mistake and probably the only real, I think all the problems can probably be. Uh, traced back to one mistake they made, which is underestimating how important the veteran talent. Is. And I think I, I'm not, I'm not fire, uh, Greer or fire Flores at the moment. I think they deserve the chance. As long as nobody trades for Deshaun Watson, they deserve the chance to go into next off season and fix the problems. If they can, if they learn from the mistakes of this year, then it'll be fine. Because this is the thing: I, I don't expect people to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You need to be given the chance to to fix them. It's making the same mistakes over and over again, which is also why, like people, I have seen talking heads talk about the game on Sunday, talking about oh, Tua threw a bad interception, and oh, this play where Tua had the first down if he ran, but he threw it and it ended up being go, uh, fourth down. Those were mistakes. The The third down where he didn't run for it, the very next play was a pass on fourth down to get the first down. It was a great pass. After the interception, Dolphins didn't, uh, Dolphins defense stopped them at the nine, and then Tua uh, 
Tua drove them 81 yards for a touchdown. When Tua makes a mistake, he makes up for it very quickly. So that's kind of what I want to see from the coaching staff and the, the front office is going into next offseason, okay, we messed this up. Let's go out, let's bring in some veteran linemen that we can put around our young guys to help them get better. Let's put a veteran leader in the linebacking core who can help our young linebackers and our young secondary get better. Yeah. And that's all they really need to do. And it would be quite nice if they could get... um if they could get it down to one offensive coordinator, that would be quite... I, I think George Godsey on his own, because last year against the Cardinals, um, Chan Gailey, our offensive coordinator, was out with COVID, and George yeah. Godsey was the guy who took over. I think he took over play calling, and it was to his best game because he kept rolling Tua out, and they did every, all the plays they were drawing up worked for Tua. But we're not yeah. doing that this year. We keep like, two is doing well, but it's despite the play calling at times because they're not rolling him out to the left. They're not getting him out the pocket. He's yeah. having to run for his life or get hit because Jesse Davis can't block. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's it. I think you just need to keep building around Tua. You need to look at what the Saints did with Drew Brees. Tua, the guy everybody compares Tua to, is Drew Brees. So build a, build a team like the Saints had around Breeze. Get yeah. a decent offensive line and get guys that you can do short slant routes to that they can take it to the house. Yeah. And get a running game. And like Gaskins, Gaskins can work as a running back because you need just somebody you can dump it off to. Gaskins is great at that. So solving that bed. Just do what the Saints did. Not tricky. Well, that's it. I mean, uh, that... That type of roster bone but won the Saints the Super Bowl, didn't it? So yeah, that, that and playing or playing their offensive players uh, to or their defensive players to injure players. Maybe yeah, don't we do, can do that. that part we can it. do that too. <laughs> I'd maybe not do that oh, part no. of it. Oh no. <laughs> that being said, uh it has to be said with the Saints, the last couple of years of Drew Brees' career, the, the defense wasn't great. No. But, and they kept no. having to rely on an aging Drew Brees. But yeah. two is young. And yeah, yeah, yeah build, build it like they did around, around, uh, around Drew Brees and you'll be all right. It's, it's true for any quarterback. You build around, if you've got a young quarterback, build around their strengths. Yeah, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even throw the phrase young. I would say any quarterback in the league, but well, any the thing, yeah. quarterback play to their the, strengths. The thing, like the the thing, I was I was emphasizing build though. Like if you if you're the the Broncos, let's say bringing Aaron Rodgers uh, next off season, you don't build around his strengths because he ain't going to be there by the time you finish building. Mm. Fair point. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, I mean, any sort of established quarterback who's been at his team for a few yeah. years, though. Yeah, you need to put you put your guys in the best possible position to win, and the Dolphins never seem to do that. If the Dolphins were to move on from Tua, he'd go somewhere and win a Super Bowl before the Dolphins make the playoffs. I guarantee it, because like Tannehill got to the AFC Championship game the year we got rid of him. 
After yeah. seven years of constantly putting him out there, having our idiot fans go, well, no more excuses for Tannehill. Well, ha- have you fixed any of the concerns we had, like the offensive line? If it... Nope. I I well, remember then how's it no more excuses then. You haven't fixed the issue. I remember for years my running joke about Ryan Tannehill was this was his sixth consecutive breakout season. And then he oh. actually had one. Yeah. He got come back player of the year, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. Well deserved. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I, I don't have a problem with moving on from Tannehill because it'd been seven years and if we hadn't done it by then. But it, it's just he goes to the Titans where he's got a decent offensive line around him, the thing that we were screaming for them to put around him. And, and what Derek do you know? Henry. And Derek Henry. But what yeah, a great a really good running game and a solid offensive line. And what do you know? He's able to do all the things the fans were the anti Tannehill fans were complaining about. It's exactly it'll be the exact same thing with Tua. And I'll tell you what. If you're a Dolphin fan who's wanting Watson and you're sick of hearing, oh, they took Tua over Herbert, wait till Tua is a guy that we let go and is taking the league by storm. That is going to be the worst thing ever. We also, we always complain about the what-ifs, the what of Patrick Mahomes. It's all about landing and it's all about yep. as well. Like Tua... Uh, Herbert was ready to be plugged into that because that team was literally it was set up in but such a way not... that someone like Tarod Taylor could run it. So imagine yeah. a hot shot like Herbert manning the helm. Let, Off let's you not, go. But let's we're not neither go... here nor there. Yeah, let's not go too into the weeds with the Yeah, let's Herbert not stuff, we'll be yeah. here all day. That rabbit hole yeah. is very deep. A deep one. Oh yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, the Marvel the Marvel style what if thing seems like a topic for the off season, doesn't it? But anyway, it's not gonna get fixed this year. Oh no, no, uh, no. Like I, I'm sorry, but it this is Are you it's not, it's not getting fixed, bro. That, uh, at, at least at least you don't have well you had injuries to two of them, but I think it's you're still very early, still yeah. relative into the rebuild. I was going to throw out the question, Archie. Yeah. You, uh, is are you calling time on this season? Is it not? You said it wasn't fixable this season. Can the Dolphins still do something this season? Define something. Make the playoffs. Establish a run game. Make the playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> you kidding you me? Playoffs? Playoffs? We just lost to a team that that hadn't won in twenty games. So you want to talk about playoffs? <laughs> uh, no, we, no, we just want to win a game. Play. The Dolphins can't beat the Jags. We're not making the playoffs. Nice free reference there, by the way. To be fair, we lost to the Jaguars last season and made the playoffs. Yeah, so. make, yeah but but you weren't one and five. That's also true. Although we are two and four. Oh, okay. Yeah, hang on, okay. Hang on. Just hang on while I uh, quickly look up the next time the New York Giants face the Jaguars. <laughs> well, actually, fun uh, fact: the next last season, time, mate. Last it's next time... season. So, as I was saying, no, we're not making the playoffs. <laughs> Are you crazy? No, we still have to play the Bills in Buffalo. We have to play the Ravens, who beat us all the time. Um, who else do we still have to play? Oh, we still have to play uh, the Saints, 
the Panthers, the Falcons. Uh, might be able to beat one of them Giants. Uh, yeah, but oh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to your house for that game. <laughs> Doors will be locked. <laughs> windows, will be, windows will be broken. Better not be. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, there, there, there is no fun here. To uh, answer your question as well, I mean, those two games against the Jets, I, I'd be tugging my, I'd be feeling just a little bit uncomfortable about that. About oh, the Jets, yeah, um, yeah. And then New England as your final game, just yeah, as a final. final but that, to be fair, that's in heart. Miami. That's in Miami. So. Well, it, yeah, we have the Miami jinx it going for it us. It doesn't matter how bad we are. When we play the Patriots in Miami, something good They can't, they can't do it. Uh, they pull a Space Jam and you take all their talent. But uh, joke's on you, they don't have any this season. <laughs> right, let, let's talk, let's talk about a team that's actually good? Question mark? The Cardinals. I don't think you need to put a question mark. They're six and oh. Uh, they're they're, they are really quite good, yeah. I'm still waiting for the shoe to drop. I I will not trust this team. Hi, this is Chris from the future. Uh, just to let you know, this was recorded before the Browns beat the Broncos on Thursday Night Football this week. A little late getting it out. Um as we recorded so late on Thursday. But, uh, yeah, the Browns beat the Broncos 17-14. to 14. We didn't know that at this time. Thank you. So, let's move on to arguably the best team in the NFL. I don't know if it's even arguable. They're 6-0. The Arizona Cardinals yes, are 6-0. The only undefeated team. Which means it's that time of year again when the three of us here at Go For It On Fourth finally pay attention to the Arizona Cardinals and completely jinx the rest of their season. Yay! It might be a horrible day as a Dolphin fan, but at least I can save our perfect season our perfect season shrine by stopping the Cardinals by uh, praising them. Let, let me just check who the Cardinals have coming up this weekend. Oh, they're at home to the Texans. Okay, they'll be fine for at least another week. Well, they've got the Packers the week after, so it could be a trap game. Yeah, that's true, but at the same time, did you see the Texans last weekend? They were quite yeah. bad. They were very bad. Well, that's what makes the trap games, Jerk. True, but still. It's not, a, it's not a trap game if they're good. That's true, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't trust the Texans against a college team right now. Yeah, which is exactly why the Cardinals may look past it. I'm trying to give the Houston Texan fan that's left some hope. Anyway... <laughs> Just cue Tuba Smarties and uh, be done with it. Anyway. Uh, so, so this week, 
The Arizona Cardinals played the Cleveland Browns and beat them 37-14 to in a shellacking. The Browns really do not look like the, the team of last year. Certainly not a, uh, a team competing for a Super Bowl ring. Good job none of us predicted them to make the Super Bowl, ain't it, Kyle? Yeah, shame that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Arizona... <laughs> Arizona. I feel kind of bad, but it's it's not my fault. Everyone's heart. It's uh, moved the Cardinals, as we said, to six and zero. Kyler Murray on MVP form. DeAndre Hopkins having one of his best seasons ever. Everything is going right for the Cardinals, and we're so so sorry that we have to ruin it. Yeah, I mean. Uh... I, I was going to say it, uh, it's a big one with the uh, Texans coming up for two of the Cardinals, Hopkins and J.J. Watt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hopkins and, and Watt playing their old team. Is it not at, not at NRG, though. Oh. That which would be is a shame. shame. But literally, shame. oh, if it was, like that would be a show. Like, J.J. Watt, six sacks, uh, Hopkins, five touchdowns. Just, just shell. Just bury this team into the ground. Even still, though, even still, playing against that old team, that is going to be a lot of motivation for those two. And I just say, Absolutely. Kyler Murray on this MVP form, he's been so good this year, hasn't he? Fantastic. I love Kyler Murray. He's it's just, he gets so better. Fun. He gets He's great better. to watch. He's so he's fun great to watch. Yeah. I mean, the only issue is the Cardinals definitely should have kept with Josh Rosen. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, Kyle Murray is, he's completing 73.8% of his passes. He has uh, 1,741 yards, 14 touchdowns, and four interceptions so far this season. And it's not I mean, just Nuke. It's, it's no. Christian Kirk. It's the, it's the remains of AJ Green, who... My God, it's just nice to see AJ Green be somewhat productive. It, he's he- he's healthy because he doesn't have to be. Um, he doesn't have to be do- the guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Kyler Murray has thirty-seven rushing attempts for one hundred and sixteen yards so far this year as well. Just to add that to the the stats, because we have to remember quarterbacks do run as well as pass. Oh yes, yes. Uh, the the certain other. Uh, runner for MVP. Uh, he does that a lot in Lamar yeah. Jackson. It's definitely if I know that the MVP race is normally dominated by the quarterbacks, similar to the Heisman. It's whoever's the most. Pro- if you're the most in the most prolific uh, position, you will get more of the spotlight. So you would need to be otherworldly, kind of like Derrick Henry, but yeah. He'll we'll get, get in the conversation. Him. He will get into the conversation. But between the two of them, like, I wouldn't be mad at either of them because they both deserve it. I mean, Kyler Murray is the best player on the best team at the moment. Correct. Yeah. As be... Lamar Jackson is the best player on his on his team. But which which is I mean, his team is very good as well, but the he cards is are willing that yeah. he is willing that team. He is the difference maker. Whereas Kyler okay. is just a perfect complement to an excellent squad are the cardinals a serious super bowl contender no it's the cardinals i do not trust this team until they get over that uh, threshold that says clinched 
until I see a little X or a Y or even a Z when it so, comes so wait, to, when, wait. when it comes down to the playoff brackets, then I'll consider this team. So, so right now you're not even convinced they're making the playoffs. No, I, I have no, no. I've seen this team before. The oh, Canucks, no, that's the, the not th- this version of the Cardinals. I mean, mm. I, I would throw this out there, and all due apologies to Larry Fitzgerald here. I think this is the best roster I've ever seen the Cardinals with. You know they that? They still sign Fitzgerald. I would. Yeah, I would deadline like, it. It's still up. I well, there's, like there's not a deadline see, for signing free agents. I that? would like. Oh. I would like to see that for sentimental reasons, but yeah, he just if they're gonna go all the way, he needs to be on the team. Yeah, so I'm not gonna accept or, it if he's not. Or uh, at least give him a ring. I don't think you could give him a ring if he's not on the team. No. But it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Like, I know it's not the same team, but uh, that Steve Cubs fan who grabbed that uh, foul ball. Yeah, uh, Steve. Yeah, that's slightly different. I know, but still, he um, he got a ring. Steve Bartman wasn't a player. Bartman wasn't a player, though. And, well, right now, uh, well, Larry. You're you're talking about giving. But you talk about giving a ring to a player who isn't on the team. Well, my Although, point, say, my not, point is not. this. Larry Fitzgerald is not a current member of the Arizona Cardinals. They could give him one. They, they could give him a contract. Or an NFL team for that matter. No, but it's not as if he's just a fan. Like, he can play for another team right now. Like, Steve Bartman wasn't going to switch teams. I mean, I don't know. I, I've heard the Mariners are trying to sign him. <laughs> um, I know it's not the same, but I know that you can you can gift rings, but yeah, but I don't think you do it for an an active player, a technically active player. Anyway, a current free agent, who, a current free agent who out of it. Signed. Where where does he fit? Also, where if does you're he Larry Fitz, team? if you're Larry Fitzgerald, do you want the Cardinals to go? Hey. Here's the ring you didn't get to win. No, uh, if, we if, feel if anyone sorry for you. if anyone should be doing that, it's Santonio Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Um, where does he fit? Um, you just you just mascot basically. You just bring him into like you bring him in so you can have him on the team so that if you won the Super Bowl, he gets. No, a I ring. mean like an actual play because Larry Fitzgerald isn't going to take his ring from the bench. She'll tell you that for free. Well, he can do, he can do what Christian Kirk's saying. It doesn't matter. Just get him on the team. Anyway, uh, Stuart, do you think the Cardinals are a serious Super Bowl contender? Yes, I absolutely do. Ooh. Absolutely do. I mean, the the about let let's be honest. About six years ago, they were this close. They were this close to making the Super Bowl. And then they got run absolute roughshod by the Carolina Panthers, who were far and away the best NFC team in that league that year. And arguably, arguably should that one. Yeah, that that Panthers team should have been Super Bowl champions, but they blew it against the Broncos. Regardless of that, since then the Cardinals have gone through an absolute overhaul on that roster. I mean, who was even quarterback for the Cardinals back then? It was Josh Rosen. 
No, 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 no. Carson Palmer? Carson Palmer, of course it was. Yeah, it was still Carson Palmer. Yeah, and then they've gone through a complete overhaul through that entire team. That roster is, I said it before, uh, I said it earlier on, that's the best, I think that's the best roster the Cardinals have ever had, you know, on both sides of the ball. And I genuinely think they're a contender this year. They took they took a really good Rams team to bits a couple of weeks back. Yeah, you know they they're beating team. They beat the Niners. They they haven't been. They they absolutely want the Titans on week one. They're they're uh, what do you call it? They're, it's not been a complete cakewalk of a schedule. Like no, they beat no. the Browns, who are a good team. Forty uh, Niners think... who. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. It's not been a cakewalk. They've not been a cakewalk kind of a schedule at all, and it will continue to not be. They've got some good teams coming up. They've got the mm. the Packers in two weeks, and that's a Thursday night football, and that is going to be an absolute cracker to watch. By the way, it, yeah, uh, that should be great. They've got the Seahawks again, although that will probably be a Seahawks without Russell Wilson. So you would fancy them to win that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got the Rams coming up again, the the home game. The Colts on Christmas Day, and we'll see how the Colts are then. Uh, and, yeah, it's not an easy schedule. So, I think over the next few weeks, we will get... Uh, if the Cardinals keep up the kind of form that they will... I don't think they're they're going to go unbeaten. I definitely no. don't. I think they will end up losing at least one of those games. But I genuinely think... They could be a contender. I think they absolutely are a contender for the Super Bowl this year. Well, there you go, guys. Red hot take of the season. The last undefeated team is a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, how about that, eh? How Uh, about that? It truly is a revelation. Although, look what happened to the Steelers last season. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Yes, Um, uh, a collapse. Yeah, yeah, I don't see that with the Cardinals because this isn't this isn't like no, this isn't the same like, like Stuart said. A lot of the insecurities, but yeah, like Stuart said, this hasn't been an, this hasn't been an easy cakewalk schedule like the Steelers had last year. It's it's been a solid. I I, I never really felt like the the Steelers were were the best team in the in the conference, whereas the Cardinals just might be. Kyler Murray's fantastic. Yeah. The Hopkins uh, is fantastic. the the entire The entire team is just built fantastic. I I don't think they're going undefeated. I don't think they're gonna win the Super Bowl, but I don't think you can rule it out either. I the thing is, who who in the NFC right now would you put challenging them? The Buccaneers, obviously. Yeah, Buccaneers, Packers, Packers, and, Rams, uh, Rams. But um, they just beat the Rams. They just beat the Rams, but. I mean, the, the they get, so they good. get to face them again. The Saints, yeah, the and Saints they'll, beat, and they'll probably face them in the playoffs. And also, the Saints beat the Buccaneers twice last year. That is true. And the Saints haven't been terrible. I don't think they'll be in the no, they're, they're not in that conversation. No, I'm going to throw this out as well before I actually become sick to my stomach at it. Are you going to say Dallas? I'm going to. Yeah. I'm oh, say let's the make him say it. Let's make him say it. No, no, no. Who no, them boys? Because they're really, really good this year, despite not having a real head coach and 
Quandre Diggs is probably going to get Defensive Player of the Year. Is it Quandre? Big, There's big, too many Diggs in this league. Big, big win for them. Big win for them against the Patriots uh, yes, in the last thank second. You. It's a thank game they, you. it's a game they should have had in the bag long before they did. But oh, when do they face Indianapolis? Sorry, I missed missed that. Um, Who did you say in the NFC East was having a really good season? Uh, It's, uh, well, the only one having a decent season, the Dallas Cowboys, who I look forward to absolutely imploding in the playoffs because that's the Dallas (laughs) way. Phil, can I I ask, who do you mean uh, when you said, when do they face Indianapolis? Dallas. Next season, same as the Giants and the Jaguars because... Uh, what do you call it? NFT East versus AFC South next year. It's been four years. Has it really been four years since we watched that uh, Colts game at mine? Hey, well, it has been, yeah. Oh, and that, that, got, that got us into that pretty much got us into the playoffs that game. So thank you for that. Aren't you oblivious? Well, it being scheduled got you to the playoffs. No, the fight. No, the, we. <laughs> no, we won. We've got this on the schedule. We're in. No, we got. We uh, won it in the dying seconds in yeah. week. Yeah, week but 15. Yeah. Uh, now, before we move on from, uh, quickly mention the Cleveland Browns, who were their opponents this week, who are playing later tonight, probably about the time we put this podcast out. To be honest, because we're recording very late on the Thursday. Uh, tonight they are playing the Denver Broncos. They'll be without Baker Mayfield, but Jarvis Landry Ooh. is back. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the three and three Cleveland Browns? I said at the start of the season I don't trust them. I I think I have the same doubts about the Browns that Kyle has about the Cardinals. Until until they are in the playoffs, the the ability for disaster for Cleveland to strike is always going to be there. I will say that your doubting of the Browns is a lot more um, understandable, given that they're 3-3, three and three, than uh, Cal's doubting of the 6-0 cartels. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust this undefeated team. <laughs> I don't, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick into it, because no, it's I, the Cardinals. I... I, I do I do respect that Mikhail because quite frankly we saw what happened to the Steelers and yeah. we have the no, that, that but I we get have that. Like that. I, yeah like I said I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl but uh, yeah what do you think is going wrong in Cleveland though everyone's heart well, yeah they injured, cannot, this team injured. cannot catch a break like thankfully um their week seven injury report isn't as ghastly as you may think uh, Nick Chubb is definitely out. Baker Mayfield is definitely out. AJ Green? The, no. There's, an, there's another one? Oh, a- AJ Green getting hurt is pretty much on the bingo card for that, uh, a, NFL but, fans every season. A- AJ Green, that's not, that can't be AJ Green, that's... Oh no, yeah, no, this guy is 23 years old from Oklahoma. He's the cornerback. This is cornerback AJ Green. Corner Cornerback. Cornerback AJ Green, twenty-three years old, Oklahoma State, six foot two, first yeah. year at uh, number thirty-eight. Yeah, Alvin J. Green. We have another Josh Allen situation. I swear, man. Like, there's oh, two, only for a couple of years though. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I made the the joke, but there are too many people in the NFL right now with 
two similar names. Like, how many people have the surname Diggs? Quite a few. Yes, the following okay. quandary. Guys. Anyway, it's guys. Yes, Browns. Yes, I'm on it. I'm on it. Stay on topic. So those three, <laughs> I got confused. There was another AJ okay. Green. I was like, wait, hold up. Even that one threw okay. me for it. But those are the three that are out. Odell's questionable. Jadavian Clowney's questionable. Jack Conklin's questionable. Malik Jackson, Malcolm Smith, uh, Jedrick Wills, Mac Wilson. All questionable, so not the worst. But the, Cleve- the problem with Cleveland is... Not it's it's the same answer, but for different reasons as Browns of past. This team cannot catch a break. They're cursed. Let's be yeah. honest. The Browns are cursed. How <laughs> long? How long before Odell Beckham gets moved? I mean, uh, I don't know why exactly. He's not were being the same player in Cleveland. Because uh, I, I saw it even before he was getting traded that he couldn't stay healthy. And, well, here we are. It feels... On- I, I cannot remember the last time Odell was at a full season. Yeah, I I, I don't think they need him. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a better player at the moment. Mm-hmm. Even, even Jarvis. Even really Jarvis good. fulfills a better role. Like, Odell's biggest attraction right now is the fact that due to his reputation he brings a lot of pull to his side of the field that opens up for everyone else so unless mm-hmm. you're literally playing him as a decoy on every throw where does he go anyone who wants do you him. want odell beckham jr here's here's uh, the one-handed grab he did for for the 60th time today do you have any highlights of him in a browse jersey no, no, no. Uh, him okay, we'll tearing, take him. him tearing his ACL trying to tackle an interception. <laughs> I, I've, I've got Shows that heart. one for you. Yeah, sure. Um, He's got okay, there. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting the stat top uh, for him. Uh, he has played a complete season in the NFL twice. Season one and season two with the Giants. Nope. Nope, he played the complete season of 2016, year three for him. And then he played the complete season of 2019 in Cleveland with an asterisk. That one is with an asterisk because he did not start one game, but he played 16 games. Uh, um, Yeah, I, I think I think somebody in New England might go for him because that seems like a New England move. Yeah. It would be very New England, wouldn't it? Baltimore. You know, Tennessee. I kind of, I kind of want uh, to to embrace chaos. Uh, I would like to see him as a raider. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Dallas. No. Dallas. No. That would be funny. Don't, do it. don't you dare do that to me, you fiend! Don't, yeah, don't don't talk that. For the sake of Kyle sanity, do not talk that one into existence. Plus, like, I like, don't New think... England. I'll forgive because it's not the same New England. But if I ever see him don the star, I am literally gonna go and burn my jersey. I, uh, I, I don't I... advocate for jersey burning. Uh, people, uh, stop! Don't throw your money like that. It's not a cool protest. Yeah, I, I watched the highlights of this Browns Cardinals game. I, I think like, injuries obviously are a problem, but they just weren't a very, they didn't play very well. Baker Mayfield was running around a lot because they couldn't protect him. And there was one of the touchdowns where DeAndre Hopkins, of all people, 
the best wide receiver in the NFL, was wide open in the back of the end zone. Like he was literally stood still. <laughs> what was it like uh, the some post route to the corner and then just wait for the fade because I, I have I have no idea because the least, when he appeared on the screen he was stood still catching the ball <laughs> with nobody around him. He looked he looked like he was confused that he was that wide open. I think that they were like because you look at uh, so many like uh, goal line goal line touchdowns from uh, it from wasn't Deshaun. a goal line. It wasn't? No. Oh, he... oh, no. I, I, My only thought is that the Browns came up with this brilliant idea of if we pretend DeAndre Hopkins isn't there, then Kyler Murray will think DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. Uh, yeah, so yeah, if we just pretend the boogeyman isn't there, he won't <laughs> come for us. That's not if, how it works. If we don't acknowledge him, he can't hurt us. I think, I, that, I, I think that that sounds more like you know how some people just didn't want to get mossed. Like some people just don't want to get nuked. I will say tonight's game has a tonight as we stand uh, uh, game has an interesting side plot now with Baker Mayfield being injured because it's Case Keenum against the Broncos. Exactly, Case Keenum revenge game. Good luck with that, Case. <laughs> Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, let I, me see. I uh, I, I'm going to go and predict Case Keenum's quarterback rating seventy six point two. Okay. I um, I will that. I will say I will say one of those digits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'll just uh, end this by saying that um, I don't know. Who the picture in the cartoon graphic that Fox uses when DeAndre Hopkins scores a touchdown is, but I know it's not DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> oh, we we've lambasted this before, and some of them are just bad. My the, my favorite bad one is uh, DeAndre Swift because he literally looks CG'd, or it's like he's been cell shaded. Have you it, seen? I, it I like bad. that one. I like I, quite... I like it if it looks shall say no no the worst one uh, I saw in this game it was um it was AJ I think it was AJ Green who had who it's it's AJ Green's head on Scott Steiner's body <laughs> Hang on I'm on yet hang on uh, I I quite like it when I quite like it when they don't have a drawing because they clearly were not expecting <laughs> that person to score a touchdown. And the graphic looks great when they don't have the cartoon. It does, doesn't a, it? That's a great the, thing. Yeah, it's it's got it's the city skyline or in Arizona's case, um, monument. I think it's Monument Valley, the place of the desert. Um, and the team logo, it looks fantastic. Yeah, just stick they with that. <laughs> They ruined it by putting this weird comic book cartoon over it. That yeah, is stick with that. comically bad. Oh. Well, we should probably move on now. Yes, let's uh, talk about let's talk about the Titans and Bills. We are, yeah, well, let's talk about a team that none of us are sure of. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
So Monday Night Football this week emanated from Nashville, Tennessee, and it was another doozy. The Tennessee Titans holding off the Buffalo Bills 34-31. Both teams now 4-2. and two. Game came down to the last few seconds where the Bills had the ball at the goal line, 4th and 2. Or 4th and 1 it might be. It was 4th and 1, 4th yes. and 1. They went for it instead of taking the field goal. Josh Allen slipped. They came up short, and it cost them the game. Guys, what were they thinking? A bit of a bizarre call, wasn't it? I mean, how how left, how long was left on the clock? I mean, you you kind of just think twenty two seconds. Twenty two seconds. The Titans are probably not going that. to get into the field goal range within that time. Although there is the danger of it, but you doubt it. Yeah. So the I game is probably it. going to overtime if you just take the field goal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think... get the thinking. Well, I do because if you if you could score, it was like they got down to Tennessee's three. If you could get the first down, and you could score a touchdown, you don't need to go to overtime. Where if you kick, if you go to overtime, you may not get the ball back because you might give it to Tennessee and. They might just hand it off to Derek Henry once, <laughs> and it's game over. Okay, yeah, that's that's that, that is true, but I don't know. Part of me, if you've managed to dink and dunk your way to get to the goal line on a three-minute drive after uh, Derek Henry's just ran over you again, I think that okay. Yeah, if you win the coin toss, then that's according to the plan. And then you just need to hope that your defense can uh, c- catch a break. I think if you're a team like the Bills with a lot at stake, I think you play conservative there. Unless you're Bruce Staley, uh, in that case, you do whatever you want because play calling doesn't matter. Or if you're a team with nothing to lose, like the Lions, where... You could go for it on fourth on anything, and I'll still applaud it every time because I think that's funny. <laughs> I I think I think they probably should get well. Obviously, they probably should get the field goal, but I think if the situation, if the if the score was tied, no, because then you win. No, you win with the field goal, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think it's a very risky play, but yeah, I get why they did it. I just think, and it wasn't even a bad play call. It's just Josh Allen's, like, he's, he didn't get the right footing and his foot slipped. He just fell over rather than snuck up the middle. It looked very awkward on the replay. Uh, so I, I totally get why they did it. Um, unfortunately, it just didn't go right for them. The question is, are, how good are the Bills? Because they didn't, this is a Titans team that lost to the Jets a couple of weeks ago. They got, they got well and truly handled by the Cardinals. They haven't really beaten anybody good, no offense, Stuart. Um, Overtime win against the Seattle, and that was with yeah. Russell Wilson. They beat a Colts team with Carson Wentz with two absolutely goddankles. Yeah, and Seattle are, are struggling. Um, they haven't beat anybody, and they just beat the Bills, and the 
Bills didn't. I mean, Derrick Henry was running all over the Bills, and he was getting huge gaps to run through as well. Yes, like even for someone like myself who favored uh, the Titans a lot higher than other people should, this team confuses me. This team is weird and scary to me. I will <laughs> throw it out there that Derek Henry has scored three touchdowns in three games this year. Oh, yeah. Like, he, man, like, undisputed. Like, best running back in the league right now. I hands that uh, that, that, think, that doesn't even yeah. that doesn't even do it justice. I feel. I, I wrote an art. Sorry, good. No, go ahead, Stuart. I was going to say I wrote an article on Derek Henry, which you can read on NFLScotland.com. There's a cheap plug. plug, uh, plug. Hey, that that one wasn't cheap. And yeah. He, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, I don't think you read the bill for that plug. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, checks in the post anyway uh, I asked you... for cash and you know it <laughs> bounce bounce hey what does oh. that mean you mean it's are you trying to tell me this check's going to bounce uh, I was, I was going to say but bouncing more than the ball in Daniel Jones's hand oh are you we're talking about Derek Henry <laughs> oh. Oh, okay okay let, let's bring it back to uh, Derek yeah. Henry best running uh, back in the league Bouncing anyway. like that thing Carson Wentz can't do on account of his uh, lollipop stick ankles. Got, guys, we were talk- guys, we were talking about a terribly written article on the NFL Scotland. Whoa, ahead, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. It's, I'm sure it's brilliantly written. Oh, well, uh, we basically, anyway, uh, he has gotten 10 touchdowns in six games. And it's the first time since Sean Alexander and Damian Tomlinson did it in 2005. For the record, six, 10 rushing touchdowns. That's the first time that that's happened since 2005 when Alexander and Tomlinson did it. Interestingly, Alexander was the MVP that year. Tomlinson mm-hmm. went on to be the MVP the following year. Yeah, that was a different time, though, when running backs were allowed to be MVP. Yeah, the last MVP, of course, running back-wise, was... Uh... Lamar Jackson. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> um, I was going to say, of course, it was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Yeah. And even uh, that feels so long ago. I will say this. I think Derek Henry is going to break all kinds of rushing records this year. He is going to have an extra game to do it. But... I think even within the 16 games, he possibly could. Because yeah, he's got... That, that, that's something that you could hold on to as a Colts fan when Titans fans are going, yeah, Derek Henry's got the rushing record. You go, yeah, it was an extra game. Yes, can't wait for, can't wait for count. a lot of He uh, broke NFL. it in week four. <laughs> uh, you'll be able to say that even if he breaks it in week 14. Yeah. It doesn't count. He got the. I I have to admit, even though he's on our an AFC South team that isn't the Colts, I like Derek Henry. He's hard not to root for. He's hard not to root for, he, indeed. It, because awesome. he's because I wouldn't want to be on his bad side. Yeah, it's like kill me. It, yeah, it's like when JJ Watt was in the AFC South. It's hard not to root for him, even yeah. if he's on a rival. But yeah. Uh, that being said, Derek Henry is over 250 yards ahead of his nearest rushing rival in this league. And we're only at week six. 
And we're well. only at week six. That yeah. was, that is Nick Chubb, by the way, who has played a game last due to injury. But Did that is have... still astounding. Yeah. He's out and he's out again. Yeah. He yeah. I um I will say as well, I forgot to mention the the Bills they imploded in this game. They they should have won it. One of the things that happened was after Derrick Henry's 13-yard touchdown to beat the Titans 34-31, do you know what happened immediately after that? Go on. Kick return for a touchdown called back for a hold. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So the Bills... The Bills really shot themselves to the feet a few times. They they were given Derrick Henry huge holes. And you know, Derrick Henry doesn't really need huge holes because you can't tackle Derrick Henry. He's the size of a linebacker. Um and and when, once he's gone, yeah. he's gone. Like a lot yeah. a lot of people were commenting on one of his runs. Like whatever speed he ran, like that was the fastest any I can't I can't mind, but he was at such a speed that it was incredible. I was like, how is this man this fast? How guy is a, a guy his size and his stature and his strength. And he's... Uh, uh, it's, he's he shouldn't be allowed. Do these? I think the problem for these two teams is that there's not really any competition in their divisions. And I worry that they're going to get a little complacent and maybe sleepwalk into the into the playoffs. Well, I mean, have you seen Buffalo's next three games? Yeah, I know they've got <laughs> they've got a bye week, um, and so that means they have two whole weeks to stew on this loss, and they are going to be so so angry when they go up against their next opponent. I'd really hate to be the team that has to play Buffalo next. Oh, oh, good lord! Oh, wait. Oh, that would be bad, wouldn't it? Especially if it was a team on a having a bad season. Yeah, I had a divisional rival as well, mm. but uh, yeah, God, no, no, that divisional rival that can't beat them at the best of times. Yeah, yes. and then and, and then after that, it's Jacksonville, and then after that, it's the Jets. I'm I'm so glad you said next three opponents because guess who they've got right after the Jets? Ah, who cares? Colts. They've got the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you I, mean? Ah, who cares? I care. Yeah, I think I think. Um... Uh, I don't know that that one. Like, if we're talking a uh, complacency, that Colts game seems bear trap. Yeah. I mean, if we if you want to talk complacency, literally, like. That schedule, a bye week, then the Dolphins, then the Jags, then the Jets. That's the schedule equivalent of nothing but birthday cake. Thanks for that. Thanks. Sorry, bro. Love you. But um, first time? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think I don't see the Bills or the Titans at the, the way they're playing at the moment. They're too inconsistent to be proper properly challenged at the top of the AFC. Although, I'm not sure the Chargers are that consistent anymore. They got they got handled. Um, the best team, the best team in the AFC right now, I think we could all agree, is the Baltimore Ravens, who I picked to win the Super Bowl. And you might get your wish. I might, I might be right. I might. My I might be yeah. genius. 
Um, but yeah, we, we say I, that the Chargers are still four and two, and hopefully they can shed that yeah, awful. Aw, like, let's just call it what it was. That that was an awful loss, but they did it to themselves. They yeah. chargered well, it. Back, back to the Bills and Titans. Let's try to stay yes, on let's keep topic. It. Let's keep it um, good. How? What are your thoughts on these? Because I, the Titans are the Titans losing to the Jets, but beating the Bills. And then the Bills, they could shut out the Dolphins and the the, uh, the Texans. But when they play, when they play teams that aren't, the, when, like they beat the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are on a down year. They beat Washington, meh. They lost to Pittsburgh and they lost to Tennessee. Like I, I need to see more from the Bills before I'm buying them as a Super Bowl. Well, content. so I take it that you are just going to take a month away from watching Bills football. The the Titans, the Titans next four games are a bit of a rough stretch because they've got the Chiefs on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then they're away to Indianapolis. Beyond that, they've got the Rams on, I believe that's on Sunday night football, and then the Saints at home. An interesting four weeks that will really sort of define. The the Titans going forward this season. Yeah. Why you didn't stop there? Uh, we were talking about down years and inconsistency. I think, honestly, that Titans-Chiefs game looks fascinating right now for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, because one of those two teams is... Wait, did you say Titans-Chiefs? Yes. Yeah, well, it's a must win for the Chiefs. I the Titans oh, yeah. Afford... oh, God, yes. I think the Titans can afford to lose it because... I don't think you need to have a great record to win the South this year. Probably not, no. Probably uh, not. The, 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 one, the one the Titans can't afford to lose in that stretch is against Indy because if they lose that, that lets the Colts right back into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're right. I think that's the one that they, if they lose that one, it's probably the worst one. I don't think it necessarily costs them the season, but... Uh, I didn't say it cost them the season. I'm just saying no. it might it lets the Colts right back into it. Especially yeah. if the Colts get a result in San Francisco on uh, Sunday night football. Yes. Which uh, yeah. Yeah, is within the realm of possibility because there's yet another team that can't help but punch itself in the face. Thank God, because we've got their first round pick. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, there's plenty of time for both teams to really, really sort of gel and start playing better because there is still 11 games left and the trade deadline's coming up. Maybe some one of them makes a move. Uh, there's rumours the Titans would like Xavier Howard from the Dolphins and the Dolphins are willing to trade. So that could be something that could help them. Hmm. I think... <clears throat> I think uh, even the Bills could swing some kind of a, a last minute. Um, mm. I would say watch, keep an eye on the Browns. I think the Browns, even the Chiefs, if they can, there's there's a lot of potential for some exciting trade deadline. I know it's nowhere near like the no. other sports. It, it, it's the it's the NFL. Like there's there's going there might be one or two trades, but it's not going to be. No, it's not. It's not like. The hockey or basketball trade deadline. No matter how much the media wants to try and hype it up as it is. Yeah, 
Like, uh, it wasn't until you told me. I, I couldn't even tell you when the trade deadline would be for the NFL. Oh, I've got my eye on it because it's sort of the... Oh, yeah, you have it on for yeah. uh, very legitimate reasons, so I don't yes, fault I, you at all for that one. Anyway, let's let's uh, end this discussion. Titans or Bills, do you, either of you uh, see either of these teams getting to the Super Bowl, and if so, which one? I had the Bills at going to the Super Bowl in the preseason uh, preview. I'm not sure I'm sticking with that, but of the two, the Bills. Uh, I will go. still go with the Bills. Like of, they're still four and two, but you are right that the two losses that they got, well, they're pretty hard to swallow losses. Yeah, teams that you would expect good teams, but teams you expect them to beat. Correct. Like, let's face it, they lost to Pittsburgh defense, and that's yeah. it. And that Titans one at home. They, yeah, uh, and they played themselves against Tennessee, and they have a. Sorry to say, but for lack of better terms, they have a cakewalk schedule for at least the next few weeks. And maybe New Orleans. Then they've got Tampa uh, in December. The easy schedule could go one of two ways for me. It could either be that it gives them the confidence and and they go on a a long run where they believe in themselves more. Or they could get complacent. And then they get far too cute and they imply... I'd say, I'd say, yeah. Uh, I think of the two, Buffalo. Even though Tennessee won this one, I think Buffalo is probably the more likely to to make a run uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and uh, so congratulations. I just don't so know what to congratulations. make of Tennessee. Yeah, congratulations to your twenty twenty two AFC champions, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, like we all predicted. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's. Let's move on. Let's go home. Yeah, let's get out of here. I I do not care for these predictions. Well, that's it for another week. We'll be back next week with all the action from week seven, including numerous players going back to their old teams, Watt and Hopkins playing the Texans, and Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff playing their old teams which happen to be their new teams. Playing each other and their Playing each other teams. and their old teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, on behalf of Stuart Tomlin. Good night. And Cal Balfour. Thank God for bye weeks. I've been Chris Scott. Have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>